to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hi, thanks for joining us today. I am so delighted to be bringing you this podcast, and I really believe that it's going to inspire you and speak to your heart. I recently got to sit down and spend some time with a woman that I have admired my whole life. She has always been a tremendous leader in her community, in business. She has always been a wonderful encourager and minister to people around her. She's raised a wonderful family, and she is my grandmother, Billy Burkhart. My grandmother is one of those individuals that has just accomplished so much through her years and is still going. She had her own radio show for a number of years. She spent time talking with famous celebrities, presidents, dignitaries, but always carried close to her heart a tremendous love for the Lord and a love for people. We're going to spend some time in this podcast talking about the concept of opportunity. I think opportunity in life is something that we all spend a lot of time thinking about, whether it's how opportunities are going to come, what we do with them when they do come, how to position ourselves for opportunity, and how to prioritize the opportunities that we do have in life. I want you to just sit back and listen in, enjoy this time, as I bring to you a wonderful conversation with my grandmother, Billy Burkhart. I wanted to talk to my grandmother about this word opportunity because your life has been just so amazing, even from the vocation and professional side of things, to go from a little girl, you know, growing up in the mountains of Kentucky. I've heard you tell the stories. We all have so many times. With basically what a ninth, ninth starting out with a ninth grade education but hitting so many places of opportunity. I mean, you had a radio show. You interviewed celebrities and dignitaries from all over the world. And ministers. And ministers, that's right. You interviewed men like Ronald Reagan and Paul Newman. You interviewed stars like Zsa Zsa Gabor. I know we were just talking about it. And Wayne Newton. You even interviewed the founder of my alma mater, Rama Kenneth Hagan, when he yes. came to town many years ago. But you wrote for the newspaper for years. Yes, it was the largest weekly newspaper in Kentucky. Yeah. And I had four children at the time, and my husband was working. Your grandfather. Yes. And we were still having some trouble-making money stretch. And so I decided, I don't want to go be a, and don't take this wrong, ladies, please, the waitress Yeah. all the time. There had to be something I could do. And I was very interested in other people and telling their story. So living across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio, those newspapers had fashion editors. And I would read their stories, and I'd think, I can do that. And so I walked in to the newspaper office. No appointment or anything? No, if I had made an appointment, I probably wouldn't have kept it. I would have been too afraid. <laughs> but I had a story written because I had known a few people that had attended the meeting that I was writing about. 
the funny thing is, I had on a suit that I got at St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah. I borrowed my mother's purse and my sister's high heels to match and let him see that I could be a little fashionable. <laughs> and I walked in and said, Mr. Thomas, you have the best paper in Kentucky, but you don't have a fashion editor and you need one. And he said, why would I need one? I said, to keep up with the newspapers over the river and uh, those people let others know what's going on, and I would like to do that for you. And he said, oh, I don't, I don't really think that's necessary. I said, well, would you do me just a favor and read what I have written? And he read it, and he said, can you start tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And that's when I really got nervous Yeah, <laughs> that he had hired me. Wow. But I enjoyed it so much. I grew very interested in people who weren't big shots in town, Yeah, but teachers that had taught children for so long and wow. visiting nurses. I felt so good about it that I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Coming from the mountains and being born, here I go telling my age, being born six months after the Great Depression started. Wow. We had a hard time making ends meet back then. But when we came to northern Kentucky, other doors were opening to us. Yeah. My father had to go out, and he got a job on the Hoover Dam. Excuse the expression. <laughs> and I wanted to help mother. I had two older sisters, but we had to pay the rent. And so I got used to working. Yeah. But to do this was very exciting for me. Yeah. So then you have the radio show, and then eventually you opened your own business. Yes. A friend came in one day while I was at the newspaper office turning in my story, and she said, the radio station is looking for a couple of women to do a show called Ways of Women, and they don't have any women on the air at their station, and it was a Christian station, but it was all sports and reading off of the teletype. And she said, so will you come up and do an audition? And I said, no. And she said, come on, let's go. So we did go. They gave me a paper of the local interest to read over the air. And at that time, I still had my mountain voice. A little bit uh, of a twang? Just a little twang, yeah. Yeah. And the manager said, okay, let's play that back. And when I heard my voice, I wanted to crawl out the back door. And I said, well, thanks for the opportunity, anyhow. And he said, no, wait, I think that Southern accent, the fact that you speak that way is going to be interesting. Mm. I think it's going to be a pleasant change. Yeah. And he said, you know, let's try it. Yeah. And so we did. And I said, instead of reading just the news items that they could read in any newspaper, why don't I just get out there and talk to the people and let them speak for themselves. Right. And where that came from, I never knew. (laughs) I I just, I've always been astonished. I still am. Yeah. That God opened those doors for me without an education, wearing clothes from Goodwill and so forth until later, and having the nerve and for God to give me that ability Yeah. And toward the end of each interview, I would say something like, do you believe that God had planned this for you all the time? And you would ask this of celebrities, dignitaries, anybody. And what would they say more times than not? Well, there was one, the famous vault player, who said, wait a minute, what was that question? 
Really? And I said, do you ever go up to the base and pray? He said, turn that off a minute. So I did, and he said, why are you asking me that? And I said, because you're a hero to every young or old man in the area. Yeah. And for you to tell them whether you do or not, you're going to be influencing the children. Yeah. And I said, you have a son of your own, don't you? And so we started again, and I asked the question again. And he said, you know, I always went up to pray that the team would win, not just me. Yeah. And when we were off the air, I said, that didn't hurt that much, did it? Oh, how funny. (laughs) But I went from there to another station that heard me. One of their people had been at the TV station where Paul Newman was, and he liked the fact that Paul Newman came to me first and did the interview. And I was surrounded by other interviewers who were saying, can we listen and copy? And I was sort of starstruck at that time (laughs) with a good actor. And it just kept growing and growing, almost eight years. Wow. And then another station came after me and asked if I would do a show that would be on in the morning and in the evening. And it was a Christian station, and I finished up the last three years there. Wow. And they asked me to interview someone that I didn't like the character, and I said, I have no desire to do that. And I'm tired of driving to Dayton, Ohio, to deliver my stations. That went well. But I realized later that God had put me in a Christian station, two of them. There was another one that I only stayed three months because I found out the flowers growing in the window was really marijuana. <laughs> so maybe that wasn't the station for you. So I I said, I, I, th- I think maybe I'll go <laughs> to another business. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Would you say for women that are out there that are maybe they're needing a job or they're just needing an outlet, what I hear through all your stories is that there was a part of initiative that you took, and sometimes you took that step scared mm-hmm. and nervous, but mm-hmm. then the rest was opportunity that God met you at that step you took, and mm-hmm. He opened mm-hmm. doors for you beyond the training you had, yes. behind mm-hmm. the education, and beyond even you know your background and where you came from beyond even what other people had that maybe were trained for that. But there was such favor that met you each step of the way. So would you say that's true, that it was some initiation and then the rest just got taking hold? And I had the opportunity of going to a meeting of men's fellowship and that famous minister. Mm -hmm. He told us to look up and receive the Holy Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was crowded. And he said, close your eyes and just look heavenly and we'll pray. And this was Kenneth Hagen. It certainly was. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous to begin with. But as I did that, I thought immediately, well, Billy May, you sat under the brightest light in the room. It was almost painful. And when he was through, I looked up and there was no light at all in the ceiling. Wow. And that was when I realized the strength and all the things that I can come up with Mm -hmm. that God has been in every location. Yeah. And I felt sometimes like I was on a checkerboard and 
he was moving things across. Wow. But I would like to say to the women who sit at home and wonder, am I always going to have to do without? Am I always going to have to be in a job that I don't like because I don't have the education to get a better one? And to take a step out, and if you fail that one, you try for another one. I went into a cosmetic business in addition to these other things, and the local high school for people who had dropped out of school, I went to them and proposed that I could speak to the ladies and tell them my story so far and to have hope mm. and how to have an interview. To get ready for a job interview. Yes. Yeah. It was a vocational school, right? It was. When I went back and looked at some of these women who were just scared mm. and thought, I can't look at me, you know. Yeah. I taught them how to coordinate their clothes, how to go to St. Vincent or mm-hmm. Goodwill to get them. Mm-hmm how to fix their makeup and their hair and wow. and how to sit as though they were the smartest person that's come in that office to wow. ask for a job. Things that probably a lot of them never had a mom around to teach mm-hmm. them or mm-hmm. or maybe their mothers yeah. didn't know. And so yes. you were there to give them that. Mm-hmm. Up until about five years ago, I kept running into women who I didn't recognize, but they would come toward me with a smile on their face. Oh, my goodness. And years and years had passed, yeah. and they would say, you enabled me to get the best job that I ever had. Wow. You gave me the courage to do this. Yeah. You taught me to look the best I could, and I even got a husband out of it. <laughs> wow. And it made me feel yeah. as good as they felt. Yeah. I was so in awe Yeah, of the opportunities that God gave me. Yeah. That's so tremendous. Could we just go around and maybe just in a sentence or two, just from your own experience and walking out God's purpose for your life, just share one nugget of something that you, if you had a woman standing in front of you right now saying, I just, I'm not really sure what this looks like or what the next step is. What's one thing that you would say to them just to help them? I think to surround yourself with like-minded believers, as Jean said, people who are willing to celebrate who you are, Mm. encouraging faith-filled women. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's really important Mm -hmm. and can be hard to find. But I think if you just believe God, he'll send them on your path. One of the things that I tried, and I won't get into a big, long thing, but one of the things that I really press to do with my children is that each of them celebrate each other's giftings because so many times Mm -hmm. there's such a jealousy and every person has something or several somethings that they're good at and to be able to instill in a child to stand back and celebrate that that child sings well and I think with women sometimes we've been in competitive situations Mm -hmm. if we'll just drop that that's good and just encourage and have each each other's backs Mm -hmm. that's good what would you say, Mom? Um, I think the thing that's helped me that God put in me and he's put in all of us is when you get a bit of an idea, maybe it just starts as an idea, or you get a vision from God to hold on to that and know and trust that he's going to bring it to pass. Don't look at the natural, but keep your eye on that vision and pray it through and watch your words. Don't speak against it that it could never happen or it probably won't. 
but holding on to that vision and trusting God. It might be a different time frame than you thought it was going to be, but it's always perfect timing when you let him direct it. You don't try to make it happen, but you don't stop it from happening with your words, Mm -hmm. that you trust him, that he gave it to you, and it's going to happen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. In his perfect timing. Yeah, timing is such a big part. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mamma, what would you say? I would say that when I walked away from the radio station, I went home and was alone for a while, and I wondered what was next. Hmm. Was that the big time, and now I'm not doing anything? And I went down to get the mail, and there was a business card there with the manager's name of the radio station that first hired me. Hmm. And... He asked me to call him, and when I did, he said, we need a marketing coordinator at the Transit Authority of Northern Kentucky. Wow. Which they called Tank, and it was just the city bus that went over to Cincinnati and back. And And I think I was more afraid of that job. He said I'd have to go through the interview with the eight board members. He said, but I'm going to recommend you if you'll take the job. Mm -hmm. So I sat before them, and they asked me questions. They asked me to leave the room while they made their decision. And hardly sat down before they came out and said, would you step back in, please, Miss Burkhart? And I went in, and they said, we would like for you to start right away. Yeah. Because we're going to have to go to the people and ask for their money to support the transit system. Yeah, that is great. So So there was another opportunity right there. Exactly. With the van that gave me my first opportunity as far as public. And God's timing, as she said, it just so Mm -hmm. perfect. And depending upon him Mm -hmm. to open another door and Mm -hmm. trust him to do that. Yeah. And so I spent another eight years as that, and I think I was more proud. I was more satisfied with that job Hmm. than a lot of the rest of them. But I would like for the women to know that whatever age you are, if you still are able physically, and God will make that happen, Mm -hmm. you can help so many people. Hmm. No matter what place you're at. I can go in the grocery store, and before they have finished bagging my groceries, I have asked the cashier if they have anything that I can pray for, Mm. for them. Yeah. They'll look at me, and their eyes get so wide, and more times than not, they'll say, oh, please do. Mm. And that's the most rewarding thing that I'm still doing. So, ladies, don't worry about how old you are. Yeah. God will put you in the right place. It's so good. This has been so... (laughs) so good and so rich and I think just with every single one each story that it will hit a lot of people Mm, at different places Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. walks and we've all been there where you're at a moment that you have no idea what's going on or how something's going to happen looking for direction and somebody comes along and their story helps you put the pieces Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. so I know when we talked about doing that that was kind of everybody's heart was maybe each one of us has something Mm -hmm. that will help somebody listening on their path so thank you everyone for listening thank you to my grandmother Billy Burkhart my mother Jean Tringale and my aunt Jennifer Peterson 
and you can all stalk them online and find (laughs) them on Facebook. We love you. Appreciate you listening into the podcast. Have a wonderful week and God bless you.